Okay, so hello everyone. I'm so glad to have you here. My name is Lucia and I'm working as a marketing specialist at Nightly. And today my uh, guest is Crypto Bay. Hello, so nice to have you here. Yeah, hi, hi. Uh, my real name is Alexandra, so you can call me Alex or Sasha, like whatever you like. Okay, that's great. So Alex, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. So... Uh, we can get to know you a little bit better. Okay, sure. I'm a Web3 marketing person. And uh, my first ever job was in crypto back in 2018. It was an educational startup in London. It was called Light Paper. And as many startups, uh, it wasn't successful from the scratch. But then basically, one of co-founders evolved the idea and it became Decrypt. So I hope you all know what Decrypt is, and I'm crazy proud that it was my first job. Then I worked in uh, different Web2 companies. I worked in the BDO agency, and my main client was IKEA. Then I worked in British American Tobacco as uh, a brand intern. And uh, then I joined Reebok. It was part of Adidas at that time. And uh, I was a social media specialist and then leading social media specialist and uh, after that it's been a year uh like almost a year as i went full-time crypto i worked for different projects and now i mainly work with active blockchain it's an auditing firm they audit uh smart contracts on solana and ethereum and uh, i'm basically the only marketing person there reporting directly to ceo which is kind of cool and it gives lots of freedom. So yeah, that's pretty much everything about my career path. Okay, thank you for this. And I really appreciate that you mentioned the freedom because it's so important when you are working as like, you know, a creative person and sometimes your ideas may seem to someone as a little bit stupid or crazy, but you have this freedom, uh, then you can do like, you know, these crazy things. And sometimes, like most of the times, I would say, they came up great, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's also the beauty of working in Web3, uh, like most of the teams are not enormous. And you don't have that many line managers above you, so you don't need to approve every single step. Yeah, I totally get it. And I think it's one of the best things about it, because crypto relies very much like, you know, the real-time marketing. So sometimes you like don't have the time to wait for someone's approval. You just do your job and hope to do it, like, you know, correctly. Okay, so um, now you mentioned that you used to work for Reblox. So now I would like to ask you, do you believe that there are some things from the corporate life and from the Web2 life that you can include and make work in the crypto marketing or NFT marketing? Well, I think not probably for every company. Um, I believe that giants like Coinbase or Binance maybe already have something in common with uh, Reebok and other big companies. But uh, like the main difference is that corporate life is more structured and more rigid than uh, life in crypto startups in general. Uh, it's, also, it's both good and bad. Uh, and as crypto is not very well established, it's very versatile and uh, I don't think there is any chance to bring more structure to startups, like at any point. Uh, so the only thing one can structure in this case is one's life and approach to one's job. 
these are the things that you can really control. But uh, that's like the core difference between crypto startups and startups in general and big companies. And I don't think that there is anything that can be done about it. So you just either accept or you uh, stick to big companies if you don't like like preparations for campaigns that can be canceled at the very last moment. Yeah, I think I get it. So from what you just said, I think that we can agree that crypto is becoming like, you know, more mainstream and uh, it's adapting like, you know, more and more where like, you know, where it can adapt. So um, now I would like to ask you, how do you think marketing strategies will adapt to keep up with the changing like landscape when crypto like, you know, becomes more mainstream? What will change in the future? I think it's it will be well. Um, what I tell everyone is that you can't be sure that you will be able to promote any certain project at any certain point of time because crypto is versatile. Everything changes. What worked for one project a year ago won't work for the pretty much the same project uh, at this point. So, uh, like, what you really need to do is try try again, learn from your mistakes and uh, try something new all the time. And uh, I think that that's pretty much the strategy that will stay with us for a pretty much long time because the technology evolves all the time. But the main problem that probably will be solved is that it's not really easy to market things to the Web3 crowd because most of the time you don't really know who these people are. Court analytics are hard. You need to integrate analytics bots, which are not perfect. Uh, many crypto websites still don't have end-to-end -end analytics. And you can't really say if people who are the most active followers on Twitter are really those people who use your product and how they use this product. So I'd say that the main challenge, which probably will be solved, uh, will be to connect the dots between the users, uh, the user profiles and uh, their on-chain behavior. I know at least three projects, and I'm sure that there are much more like this, who aim to do exactly this, to bring marketing on-chain and link the user with their wallet. Yeah, I think I can really agree on this one, because sometimes we forget that, like, you know, the users and the professional, uh, the potential clients are like, you know, people. So... Yeah, we have to remember about it. And when it comes to people and entering the web sp uh, web two space, and uh, we also have to mention that there's also the real life area, you know. And um, I've seen on your Twitter page that you attend some um, like you know exciting crypto events, and I would like you to tell us something about them. Like maybe what was the most inter interesting one or the latest one, like you know anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, uh, honestly, I'm a huge fan of Solana events. Um, and I think that Solana community is really the best one. Uh, and uh, I guess that your first time is always the most memorable one. And for me, it was Barcelona Hacker House. Uh, it really just blew up my mind. And I met so many people from the ecosystem and they were all crazy nice to me. Uh, and I can say that attending Barcelona Hacker House made me go full-time crypto after all, because I, I just really enjoyed it so much. And I enjoyed meeting those people. And I said to myself, okay, I want this to last. I want to be in this like all the time. 
Um, I also really enjoyed Near Khan and Lisbon Hacker House and Solana Breakpoint. I, well, currently I'm based in Dubai and I, I can say that I don't really enjoy Dubai crypto events for some reason. Like there were some of them that were really nice, uh, mostly small rooftop networking parties, but bigger events uh, like uh, the recent ETH Dubai wasn't as exciting as Near Khan or Solana Breakpoint. Okay, I totally get it because I had a chance to attend um, the Solana Hacker House in Krakow in last year and it was so awesome and just mind-blowing and the organization of this and the people and the great food and <laughs> knowledge, you know. I mean, I won't say a word about the amazing beers and the drinks they had there, but... But you know what I mean, of course. Um, but I also yeah, so wanted to ask you maybe a little bit uh, personally, how do you approach networking at those events? Do you maybe have some tips on how to, uh, like, you know, take the most of them? Yeah, well, uh, my approach is very straightforward. I just come to people who seem nice and say, hi, can I join you? Uh, well, after all, it's a networking event, so everyone's there to chat. And... Uh, like a little tip from the experience, you can't please everybody. And um, at some point you will meet people who are, who are not gonna like you and probably you're not gonna like them. So uh, in case you don't feel comfortable, it's just okay to say uh, like, okay, uh, can I have your Telegram or your Twitter? I, I really need to go now and just move on because everyone does that like you're you are not supposed to talk to the same person all evening. You just can you can move on if uh, you feel bored. And uh, if you're new to the space, if it's like your first uh, crypto networking event, it's totally fine to say that you're new to the space. And I think that it's like it's nice and it's honest and it will make people understand why you don't know certain things and they will be happy to teach you. Well, at least it was my experience when I first came to Barcelona Hacker House. I was pretty new to the space and I told everyone that I am new. So people were really helpful. They told me uh, what Burner was. I, I had no idea what Burner was. They introduced me to other people. So uh, I guess like the main idea is just not to be shy, of course, especially if you're a girl on a crypto networking event. People will come to you and introduce themselves at some point. But yeah, like the main idea is just not to be shy and uh, come to those people who you find interesting or cute for some reason. And uh, can I ask you what was your first, uh, no, not first, like probably the most memorable uh, crypto event? Yeah, it was definitely also Solana Hacker House for me, <laughs> as I mentioned before. Like, like, and like you said, the people were just awesome. I was also pretty new in the space. And I was like a crypto baby, you know, I was there with my startup and I didn't know what to do and who to talk to, but uh, we had some merch with us. And so my CEO was like, okay, Lucy, here, have some merch, go and approach the people and give them some stickers or some beer or anything like that and just talk to them. And I was like, okay, so what can I do? He told me to, so I'm going to. And yeah, it was a great experience, you know. I met all those amazing people. Some of them work with us right now because we are based in Krakow also. So some of them were from, like, you know, the near cities or even from Krakow. And yeah, those were amazing people with some of them. We still have contact right now. So yeah.
it's it was definitely like a big step uh, in my crypto journey. Yeah, that's cute. And uh, well, as a serial hacker house attendee, I I really think that having not just or at least some stickers is the winning strategy. Like really. Yeah, I think the best uh, thing we did, we had a little fridge uh, next to our desks, you know, and uh, we bought mm-hmm. some cider, uh, like, you know, just just the regular cider from the shop, but we just put our stickers on it. It was during the summer, so having, uh, like, you know, cold alcohol with us, it was the best strategy ever. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure who came up with this. It wasn't me, unfortunately, but yeah, it was one of the best things in the marketing history, I guess. Yeah, like we can uh, put it on top of uh, like top ideas how to promote your web for product IRL, really. Yeah, thank you for your appreciation. But attending the hacker house and like, you know, meeting people sometimes uh, gives me a question that I also want to always ask other women that do you feel any different, like because you are a woman, do you feel that they treat you differently or maybe there are some advantages of it or maybe disadvantages? Well, it's hard to say. I sometimes feel like uh, I stand out because I'm a girl and uh, like the majority of people there are men. But at the same time, no one ever mentions this explicitly like, oh, hello, you're a girl. What are you doing here? So, well, I guess it's both. But um, most of people I met were really nice and they were modern and they were exclusive. So they never really mentioned this and they felt me like I belonged. Yeah, well, the the answer is yes and no, because people would mention this. Like sometimes, uh, for example, like imagine we have only one girl on in our team uh, and like being, you know, like how do you feel being a girl in crypto space? But well, I, I, feel, I feel fine. I feel like there are lots of girls probably because I'm looking for girls as I'm a girl. But uh, like subjectively, it feels like there are lots of girls. Like you are a girl, I'm a girl and we're talking and we're both from, of crypto. So uh, yeah, and, and, and what do you think? I mean, there are various experiences, you know, but maybe it didn't happen to me. Uh, but sometimes I see, like, you know, the crypto influencer girls whose content is just like, you know, their pics and like, you know, the people are just like GM princess, GM. And <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, no knowledge, no, uh, no content that has any value. Uh, sometimes it's like this and I really don't like it because, I mean, they can do whatever they want, of course, but I don't like that... Uh, it makes us as a woman we viewed like this yeah I, mean, I see like many web3 content creators like female creators are highly um, sexualized I say so yeah well it, it leaves a mark yeah and I think it's a big issue you know because okay some of them like to be like this because like you know they want to promote their other platforms or anything and that's fine as well but I would really like us to be taken more seriously often because sometimes I can see that people change the approach uh, when they for example realize that like you know women write tweets for nightly but it's only sometimes sometimes it's good and also, I think that being a woman helped me with making contacts with other girls. Like, for example, for my friends from Everstake, most of them are women. And I think it helped me uh, getting this approach. 
And yeah, it is. It has also this good side, you know. Yeah, it sure does. Okay, so now I would like to ask you, uh, what do you think we can do to make the NFT and like crypt- just crypto space more accessible and appealing to the wider and more diverse uh, space and audience? Well, I think that it may happen naturally in terms of NFT space. Uh, like, especially here in Dubai, there are not that many traditional art galleries, but there are lots of digital art galleries. And now they all mainly focus on NFTs. So, uh, and there are more of this. There is Moco Museum in uh, Amsterdam and Moco in Barcelona. These these are what I know of for sure because I've been there and they exhibit NFTs too. And there are more and more museums, including Louvre, I think uh, I've read something about this, who start exhibiting NFTs. So it looks like NFTs as art start to penetrate into lives of wider audiences, but it doesn't necessarily mean that more people, like these people who are watching those NFTs in museums will start to invest into NFTs or collect them. Because I believe that first of all, user interfaces need to become more intuitive and like easier. And buying crypto should probably become easier and less stigmatized. Yeah, so, well, I think that it will penetrate like art does but you don't buy the art that you see in museums, like if you know what I mean. So you know about this, but you don't necessarily interact with this until it becomes super easy for you. Yeah, I totally get it. I mean, I think that what you're saying is that it should like kind of become a mainstream, you know? Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. And it should not only, well, to become mainstream, it should become easy. Yes, of course. It's very important step what we are trying to do at Nightly uh, because... Uh, we try to make our wallet and all of our application like you know very user friendly and make like you know instructions for people who weren't even in crypto before and <laughs> nightly is also my first crypto project and it was easier to understand than I expected. I mean, sometimes I have to read about um, projects from different branches, like, for example, AMA DEXs or anything like this, and it's so complicated. And what I think, what I personally like the most about Nightly, uh, if I may say, some people may not agree, but I really like the fact that we are, like, you know, easy and user-friendly, because otherwise I would just quit my internship in two months. <laughs> But I stayed here for over a year, so it means something to me. Yeah, I think you're doing an amazing job. You're bringing more people into Web3 space. Like, you're making their experience easier. That's really nice. And that's that's what's really needed. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear it. Mm, so when it comes to bringing something good to the NFT and crypto space, do you maybe know some NFT projects or maybe not... Let's not focus on NFTs. Do you maybe know some great crypto projects uh, that are uh, women-focused or created by women or anything like this? Well, uh, the first project from the top of my mind is Artisan. It is uh, created by a woman. And uh, basically, it's a digital fashion marketplace. So it's, well, to me, it sounds like kind of girly business because women are more into fashion. Well, it's believed so. And uh, it's digital fashion so it's still fashion Uh, but there are lots of male creators there there I believe that there are male collectors too but I'm not for sure that there are male creators 
because I'm friends with one of them. And uh, it, it's uh, like really interesting to me because it's a really a girly place created by a girl, but uh, somehow, well, it, it's not uh, exclusively for girls and it attracts men too. And uh, another example is Project 22. It's, uh, well, I, 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 found, um, I met them here in Dubai. Uh, it's uh, an international project which represents and develops digital art and digital artists. And it's founded by a girl. And uh, she always says that her mission is to empower women by creating and exhibiting their works. So like 90% of creators, they represent our women but still there are men too and uh, I believe that is a great example because I know it works and I personally well I know it works because I personally discovered my new favorite female artist through them because I saw uh, her works at an exhibition that was organized by Project 22 so I think it's really cute. Yeah I'm so glad to hear that and uh, preparing for um, this episode of Defies Female and the previous ones I also was focused on looking for some great projects that, um, like, you know, are women focused on, or, like, you know, women make a big role mm-hmm. in them. And it's so amazing because I didn't expect that there are so much of us. I mean, in the real life, you don't really see it. Like, when I attended Slana Hacker House, maybe, I don't know, one of 50 people there was a woman. It was very, like, you know, low percentage. But when you dive deeper, there are so much and so many of us. It's amazing to see, really. Yeah, and uh, I know for a fact that uh, Exchange Art, uh, one of uh, C-level members of Exchange Art is a woman. Oh, yeah, that's also interesting. I mean, yeah. in one of the next episodes, it's my little dream to invite some, like, I mean, <laughs> I don't want it to sound like you are not a perfect guest. You are a perfect guest for me. But it is one, maybe small dream of me to one day invite some uh, women who are more technical, you know, because when you see a woman in the crypto space, they usually are like business developers, marketing girls or like, you know, headhunters. But there are so many of amazing women um, programmists that we don't see uh, that, yeah, I want them to be more visible too because uh, there are more and more women in the technical spaces and I want people to see it, finally. Oh, I have a perfect guess for you. A friend of mine is a, a developer in a Web3 DeFi startup on Fuel and oh, they won a hackathon <laughs> recently. Oh my god, that's perfect. Please send me her username after I will sure. It will be an amazing talk because I have so much questions prepared for that. Okay, so maybe now you will tell me about the most unusual or creative use of Web3 or crypto or NFT that you've seen so far. Well, it is NFTs instead of Polaroid pictures at a party. Uh, it was during either... Uh, Lisbon Hacker House or either Solana Breakpoint. It was a stripped out party and uh, there was an iPad at the entrance and everyone could take a selfie with this iPad and then mint the selfie uh, as an NFT and uh, have it dropped to your wallet. And I think it's really amazing. And uh, honestly, this is my favorite NFT. It's like an on-chain memory. It's super cute. And how would you answer this question? When I'm thinking about it, I can't think about a great example, but maybe something will come up into my mind. But I think I've seen something familiar in Krakow's uh, Hacker House. 
but when you said about it, it's such a great souvenir, you know, because um, it's not only a polaroid picture, it's something that you always have. Um, it is very similar to polaroid picture because you often hold it in your wallet, like physical one, yeah. and every time you try to like, you know, pay with a card or anything, uh, you look at it. And every time you try to make a crypto transaction, you look at this little Polaroid, and I think it's extremely cute. Yeah, and it's, it's also fun, like, it's the day when I became an NFT, that, that, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, NFTs can be such fun, and I really hope I can come up with some example in my head, but I can't really think of it now. <laughs> Do you think NFTs have the potential to change the way we think about ownership and intellectual property? Well, uh, NFTs really break borders. Uh, so they virtually allow anyone with internet connection to sell their works online. And uh, I think that's pretty empowering. Uh, it really helps underrated creators from all over the world because they don't really need agents or exhibitions to be seen. And that's sort of revolutionary. And uh, the same thing with women. Like if you are a Web3 creator, you can choose the degree of anonymity. And thus, you can make sure that you won't be trapped by gender stereotypes. Uh, like, for example, if a girl was once discriminated in real life for being a girl artist, she can choose to hide behind her collection's name and don't disclose her identity at all. Uh, or, on the other hand, she can, she can tell that she's a girl and turn it into an advantage by collaborating with uh, the projects who support and promote women artists. And I think as we uh, discuss, like you, you don't, well, most of the time you don't really know who's behind a certain project or who is behind a certain NFT collection. So yes, since the space is pretty anonymous, you can choose to show that you're a girl or hide this. So it's like more objective in terms of uh, art. Like if you don't know who, uh, who made this art, you can't be affected by some gender stereotypes. Yeah, definitely. And when I think of diversity in NFTs, um, the first thing that comes into my mind is the fact that it is a space like accessible for everyone, no matter on their gender and no matter on their like you know financial status. Because as you mentioned, you don't need museums or like you know exhibitions that sometimes require big big payments you can just post mm -hmm. your art online and someone will come up and see it i mean i know that listing or some marketplaces may be expensive but when someone has also the talent for promoting like even in crypto space you know just use some hashtags create a great marketing strategy and maybe someone will notice you and it is a chance for everyone who has like you know a little dream of becoming an nft artist <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, promoting your own collection is not easy. But if it's the dream of your life, if you're concentrated on this full time, then most likely you are going to make it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to see if someone has a passion and wants something to be promoted or it's like, or if something is just like, you know, a financial de decision. It is mm -hmm. really easy to see and some, sometimes people don't notice that it is very easy to see. Okay, so I think I have one last question for you. What advice would you give to other women uh, who are interested into getting involved in the NFT space, either as a collectors or creators? I'd say don't hesitate. <laughs> the, 
Well, uh, although the industry may be well, uh, may be male dominated, well, it's worth remembering that there are lots of women too, and uh, we prove this statement right now. And in addition, well, as I, as I already mentioned, the Web3 crowd is really supportive because the space is not huge. And uh, most of the time, people don't think of this space as a zero, uh, zero-sum game. So you, you support other projects because these other projects attract more people into the Web3 space. And potentially these people may be interested by what you're doing too once they are into the space. So uh, well, from what I saw, people are rather supportive. So I don't think that being a woman in Web3 space should be really a problem. And... Uh, yeah, well, being a girl in a male-dominated industry may have its perks too, because you immediately stand out. And uh, well, the the last point is that it never hurts to try. If you try and for some reason it doesn't work or you don't like it, you can always abort the mission and try something new. And to my mind, it's always better to try something, unless it's something illegal, uh, than to wonder if it would have worked or not. And uh, what's your take on this? Um, except from agreeing with you on all, all, all <laughs> of it, I would just say that we are still early, you know, like crypto is the next big revolution and it will change everything. Like a little bit of private thing, but my favorite thing in psychology is social psychology. And lately uh, we talked about how cryptocurrency uh, will change us as a society. And honestly, it will do such a great work. And it will be a big, big change. And I'm saying that it's still early. Uh, you can join us and you can do whatever you want and whatever is up to your potential. You know, when you have a dream, when you have a plan, it is still a lot, a lot of space for you. So as you said, just try. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you agree. I'm so glad you agree with me. And thank you so much for taking a part in this episode. Soon we'll also post it in some streaming platforms such as Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and probably YouTube. So thank you so much once again. My guest, my guest was Alex Crypto Bay, and it was amazing to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.